Hello and welcome to the Lazy Train Podcast. This is uh, the first of what we hope is at least seven or 8,000 podcasts. Um, that's what I figured that'll get me even with the amount of money that we spent into this endeavor. Um, this is the podcast in today's date, March the 1st, in the year of your favorite deity, 2020. Along with me for today's podcast is my good friends and uh, is it castmates, Cameron and Brady? Say hello. Hello, hello. Hey, Cameron here. Uh, Cam, it was hello, not, um, you know. Okay, great. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> Professionalism. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what you're getting paid for. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, again, thank you. Well, uh, thank you for the day and taking the time to listen to the podcast whenever it is when you listen to it. I'm assuming that you're just, everybody's waiting for this very first full episode to come out. I can't blame you. I'm waiting as well. So uh, what we're going to do, we'll give you a little brief outline of what we're going to talk about today and uh, just stand by. So today's episode, like I said, this will be the first one. We're probably going to tweak the format a little bit, but you know, it's all good. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, great February album releases throughout the course of heavy metal, not just this February. We're also going to talk about upcoming concerts and tours. What have each one of us listened to the music that we're currently on our turntable or on your MP3 player? Do, does anybody still use MP3 players anymore? Or am I sure? I don't, but I'm sure somebody Cam. must. I mean, I'm rocking my Zune all day. Zune, great piece of technology. <laughs> uh, hang on to that because, you know, the, the, the Smithsonian will be calling very soon. And then we're going to have just a all-around group discussion. First off, let's talk about um, great metal releases for the month of February. Um, the first off the bat, February the 2nd of 1981. Killers by Iron Maiden, which I happen to have that album in there. I should have played that as an endo, but I feel like I'd have to pray Boost Dickinson some kind of money if I listen to it on the on the air. I'm not too sure how that (laughs) works. Um, February the eighth, twenty eleven, "The World Is Yours" by Lemmy and the Boys from Motorhead. May he rest in peace. By the way, agreed. He's one of those. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, to note, um, actually, Killers did not have Bruce Dickinson in in the in the lineup. The first album but he was on was actually make... Number of the Beast. That's true. However, he, I'm sure he makes money off of all that stuff now. So, <laughs> I don't you know, know if it's going to be one of those, ask him. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, just to get me, just to get this out of the way now. If you're going to nitpick every time I'm wrong, this is going to be a very, very, <laughs> it's be a long very podcast. long podcast. We have to be at work somewhere between <laughs> seven and eight thirty tomorrow morning, Cam. Uh, we don't. Oh, by the way, don't make us bring your nickname into this. Anyway, oh. um, February the tenth of nineteen seventy-eight, Stained Class by Judas Priest, who, by the way, will also reference in our uh, upcoming tours. Um, oh, February the thirteenth, nineteen seventy, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Classic. Okay, Cam, who was the lead singer of Black Sabbath in nineteen seventy? Since you know uh, everything. Oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. Was it uh, Fozzy? Fozzy you know Fosborn? Don't forget, I know exactly where you live. <laughs> Approximately <laughs> four minutes away from my front door. Um, February the 24th, 1975, Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin, which I actually have an original printing of in my collection. Ooh. Good album. Which brings me to a real quick question. Led Zeppelin, heavy metal or hard rock? Hard rock. Yeah, hard by rock. today's standards, hard rock. Definitely yeah, when they started, they were metal because that's what metal was, but it's mm-hmm. changed so much since then. I would say by today's standards, hard rock. Agreed. Do the, what do they call themselves? Does anybody ever hear, hear them saying, hey, we are fill in the blank? 
I don't, know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think a lot of bands really name themselves. I think it's usually the fans and the studios. Makes sense. Whoever's pushing it that has the most to gain. Exactly. Um, uh, February the 16th, which we kind of rolled the date back on that, 1916, again, by Motorhead. So, yeah, good dub. Good dub. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we had two double entries. Our good friends, Judas, our good friends, like I know them, um, Judas Priest <laughs> and Motorhead. Um, we had a discussion not too long ago. Motorhead, was it um, punk or heavy metal? Um, I think I heard an interview with Lemmy when he said, you know, it's all rock. Whether it's heavy metal, whether it's punk, whether it's hard rock, it's all rock. Yeah, so makes I, sense. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if he ever referenced himself as being a heavy metal act or them being a heavy metal band. I know Judas Priest, you know, Rob Halford has made a point of saying, I am a heavy metal god. Right, right. So, you know, I guess we know where he stands on the heavy metal issue. Well, here's a here's a fun question. Is metal a subgenre of rock yeah i I think so i think ultimately uh, yes yeah i I think it all sprouted from rock now i I think that at this point it's grown large enough that it's almost a genre of itself like separate but i think it still kind of falls under the umbrella ultimately yeah uh, that that, that's fair that's that i I think you're exactly right um i mean because you know, I said this before, I really didn't start listening to heavy metal till about, you know, 80 or 81. And, um, you know, we can't judge what we listen to today. I mean, cause if anybody would have heard, you know, napalm death in 1970, they have thought you were batshit crazy. And Oh, for sure. And this is where they got, this is from the devil from, um, <laughs> Well, anyway, we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We're kind of jumping ahead, and uh, that wasn't in the outline, gentlemen. So if we're not going to follow the outline, I'm not making them and sending them out via text and or email. Um, okay, <clears throat> news on the tours, and um, yeah, well, the tours. Judas Priest's fiftieth anniversary tour is coming out. Um, oh my no, god! No follow up about who's going to be uh, who's going to be with him. I know he's going to be here in October at Toyota Music Factory. Fiftieth anniversary, and I saw him at the Bomb Factory this past summer. And for a seventy-year-old dude wearing eight pounds of leather and rings, he can still bring it. Oh yeah, he still brings it. Like it's like it's you know their early days. Oh, and when are they when are they gonna be in? uh october the it's in the money one you might want to look up it's i think it's october the third i believe somewhere in that, that it's gonna be huh. the october in toyota music factory um when he sang painkiller and i was just like god the dude can still wail oh sure yeah that was next to the last song um i can't remember what his ending song was but yeah he sang painkiller and i was just it was crazy impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames will be here oh, again. So good. In July, I'm thinking. Um, I've seen Lamb of God. I have not seen the other three. I'm really looking forward. Megadeth is the last of the big four that I have not had the opportunity to see. Twice I've had tickets and both times the show. They were with um, one band, the lead singer. He... Um, 
developed laryngitis, so they canceled the whole tour. Oh, that was geez. here in town. And another one, when I was in the military, I, of course, had to play Army and didn't get a chance to see them. So mm. the last of the big four, so that's, gone, that's knocking them off my list. And I've been sure. listening to the Trivium a lot. They're getting ready to release that new album. Yeah, I was <clears> I, like I was just going to say, didn't you just recently start listening to Trivium? Yeah, I, I just did. I, I, I think I had heard them before, but, you know, when we have discussed this, there's so many bands that there's just i don't know how one can you can't maintain and follow up and remember every i can't I'm oh no not at all so it's like when somebody brings something else new to me and a good mutual friend of ours matthew who lives in uh seattle he used to send me a here's five bands I want you to listen to list every couple of weeks. And it was really, really great. Cause you know, he's deep in heavy metal. He goes to Europe every year to this black metal fest. I believe it's in Sweden spends That's a week cool. there. Yeah. So he really, he's really into it and he's really, really got his ear to the ground. So it was really great. A lot of that melodic death metal stuff is where I really started listening to it with him. Um, but Which I, I would say, uh, like one one fun fact is you know trivium um they fall under the umbrella of metalcore i guess you could say which is heavily influenced by by like melodic death metal which is kind of cool that trivium's going to be with in flames because you know in flames is one of those proto swedish melodic death metal bands that started like mm-hmm. all of the the kills didn't obviously didn't start kill switch engage but like that sound is where kill switch engage and azalee dying and trivium they all they all had that sound and then like mixed punk with it and became metalcore that would be an amazing flow chart when oh yeah right this band started this and then three four bands started because they heard this band right, and then these, led to this. exactly and this band took a little bit of these guys and a little bit of these guys and then they introduced this that would be you would need a wall the size of the Pentagon, I think, <laughs> to to maintain that mapping. Like, I mean, because you hear it all the time when these guys are, when, when, when you hear them talking about their influences. And a lot of heavy metal bands, you, you're going to hear the Metallicas. And even now, even new bands, even new bands right now that are, that are, that are, that are you know, a few years old, they talk about the Metallicas and the Judas Priests. Mm-hmm. you know, in the mega deaths. And, 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 of course, everybody likes to throw in Black Sabbath. And then you got the newer bands, I mean, that's it's, it's just crazy that somebody a band that's been out for thirty something years ago is still influencing someone today. Oh, for sure. Well, it's cool to think about how the formation of heavy metal, right? So, like, whenever Metallica came on the scene before them, uh, who was who was their influence? Right? Mm-hmm. It was what Venom and, and oh yeah, uh, Iron Maiden, of course. But like uh, like Black Sabbath. Like, think about. I mean, if we have that flow chart, though, going back to the flow chart at the very, very, very pinnacle would be Black Sabbath. I would They'd think have, for most people, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, like Led Zeppelin and there were some of those bands that that definitely had like, uh, you know, the, the distorted guitar and kind of the harder rock vibes. But out of all those bands from that time period, the only one that actually had like a dark sound was Black Sabbath. You know, Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin had some, you know, like, oh, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Um, minor key i guess you could say if we go into the theory of it they had they had a, a good leaning of minor key but definitely black sabbath had the that aesthetic of just 
what heavy metals blood is right 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 do you i i heard this story that was it tony ioma who's a who's a guitarist there for samoth samoth is that his name tony <laughs> samoth no iomi black sabbath here we go Which it begins I think, it's, I think it's tony ioni I if i remember correctly his fingers got cut off in an industrial accident and he had to put these little caps on the end of his fingers, which is what generated that sound of his guitar, which started that whole thing. Well, from what Uh, I understand, um, that's correct. Yeah. He was working in like a factory, got the tips of his fingers on his uh, middle and ring finger, uh, which I guess is important for playing a guitar. It is. But the thing is, is it didn't stop him from playing power chords, which is what you'll notice heavily in their music is the power chord. Okay, which we'll is to you okay. since you just know, it's, that, it's that's going to be simple... your area. <laughs> I'm not a musician. Uh, by the way, quick, quick correction: it is Tony Iommi, I O M M I. So I was right. <laughs> oh, here we go again. That's, well, okay, we're not going to acknowledge that anyway. Moving on. Two for Cameron. <laughs> um, so you'll get paid double for this one. Yes. Uh, okay, back to the concerts. <clears throat> um, not fest at sea. Don't care much about. You know, the good friends at Slipknot. However, Anthrax, Behemoth, Devil Driver, Seven Dust, Skindred, Higher Power, and Sleep Token, among others, to be announced. That would be pretty badass. That sounds I like agree. a good little ride. You know, I, like I said, I might take a I might take a, a power nap during uh, Slipknot, but the rest of them, sure, I could do that. I got to say, man, Slipknot is pretty good. I'd have to I'd have to say you got to give them a, a proper go sometime. I would have to say that I ain't got to give nobody nothing. <laughs> and that I have given them every opportunity. I I like I, I hate to use that term. I like their older stuff, but it's mm-hmm. true. I do like I think me and Brady talked about this before. A lot of their older stuff I, I really did enjoy. Um I don't know about the newest one. I I, I think that someone said they got a new one coming out. I believe I read it somewhere. Uh, they, they have one that actually just came out last year and personally okay. I hate it. Um it just it to me it feels very like phoned in if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was I was talking about stuff like Iowa, to be honest. I, I thought you were saying in general. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no Iowa. The, I was like, oh, we gotta listen Iowa to days. Iowa, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Back in those days, awesome stuff. And um, see, the the biggest problem I feel with with Slipknot is even back in their heyday, if you've seen them live once, you've seen them twenty times. Because that, like, while they put on a good show, it's the exact same show every time. See, I didn't know that. I, I've Just only about. ever listened to them. I mean, I've only seen them live one time. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a good. It was a good one time, though. But I also saw them with Lamb of God too. It was pretty cool. So there you go. Oh, that's good. Um, also, it, while we're talking about Not Fest, um, the Road Show has a day to remember under oath in Code Orange, which um, the dates are out there. If you guys are interested in, it. and then by you guys, I mean the are paying public. <laughs> I said paying. Um, also, Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. All that remains, butcher baby sale and deep fall. Um, this isn't the, this, I don't believe they're calling this the, uh, the, the remembrance tour with, because of Benny Paul passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is their original tour that they had planned on going on prior to Benny Paul's death. I know they did a couple of shows, okay. you know, kind of the in remembrance because Benny Paul passed away. So, mm-hmm. So, which, you know, speaking of which I had that one of the, one of the three emails I got related to that was, uh, uh, and I, I was name withheld upon request, but it was something like RX three, nine, two at <laughs> Gmail. So, you know, I'm sorry, RX, if I threw your name out there, 
he said something along the lines of going to do a podcast from uh, Don Bagdarrell and Benny Paul's grave. First of all, no, um, mm. that's still a grave. And while uh, I know that's a pilgrimage for a lot of heavy metal fans, I've never personally gone by there, not because I, you know, I'm a holier than thou or anything like that, but just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, it's, it's a resting place. His mom and dad yeah. are still alive and things like that. But, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't begrudge anybody that goes by there. I mean, it's an important, I mean, they were very important. Pantera was a crazy influential mm-hmm. heavy metal band. I still listen to them. They're on my, they're on my playlist. I listen to them all the time and I probably still will. And um, I think I mentioned this to Brady the other day, his girlfriend, Dimebag uh, Dime Bag Daryl's girlfriend, um, uh, okayed a reunion so to speak of the original bassist phil elselmo and zach wild i believe it was wasn't it zach mm-hmm. wild oh that's awesome yeah. dude yeah and then, and, and, and then someone filling in of course for benny paul on the drum so that would be kind of a sure. cool no i mean and, and, and here's the thing too like if you're going to visit a grave by all means you know visit your hero's grave that's there's nothing wrong with that but be respectful you know it's a grave it's a resting place yeah well there's people been chipping stuff off of dime bag girls see i hate that grave. shit and everybody's touching it and there's worse spots and like that. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't make any real sense to me, no. but you know what? Teach his own. Um, I'm not judging anybody for them going by there. And nothing says that I won't get a wild one up there and just, just to go by and just, you know, no pictures or anything like that. Just to um, mm-hmm. pay my respects. They were influential. Okay. So those are the, that's the tours and those are albums for, if, if you know of another band, that you personally care a lot, care about that's going on a world tour or even in locally email me at info at the lazy train.com. And also our good friends from Texas metal concerts.com. They obviously, they have all the concerts that are coming through here in the state of Texas throughout from one end to the other, left, right, top to bottom throughout the whole year already. And we were just perusing this list just just coming up on the uh it looks like they're jumping ahead all the way until march march 4th we got overkill x hoarder hydroform coming to san antonio if you want to make the five-hour trek overkill is going to be again there in houston uh i see overkill again it's going to be here in dallas at the, at the gas monkey bar and grill mm. um shit fest act one locals only i don't know we see we have a demonic hen deviants hydra cannibal Oh, wow. Constriker and some bands that I don't even recognize or can pronounce their name and I don't want to ruin <laughs> it. They're in Houston. So anyway, I'm not going to list all of them. But my second favorite um, knockoff band, the Red Knot Chili Peppers, will be here in Dallas on March the 7th. So Nice. The Red Knot Chili Peppers. The That's Red Knot cool. Chili Peppers is second behind only the Faux Fighters. That is still the best, best um <laughs> band <laughs> but anyway so yeah text txmetalconcerts.com take a look and if there's somebody that you don't see on there that you want us to bring up on the air on the on the podcast just uh, just in, in, email me at info at the and eventually i'm gonna have i'm not gonna have message message boards i mentioned this again and so did mr numbers at gmail.com said something about the, the ask me about the forums i'm not going to do a form right now I don't have time to moderate it really. And it always ends up being half hate and half people flaming each other. And, and you know, I, and I mentioned this in the mini episode that you guys have access to. I ain't got time for that. You know, music should be about, I don't know. I call this our tent. Uh, to me, heavy metal is a tent. 
fit underneath the tent. Man, I don't have enough room in my tent for haters. So we're not going to do the form. I'm probably going to have a little drop down list. It looks like a little, it's going to be like kind of sort of like an RSS feed. I was working with a friend of mine who's going to help me set that up. So when you send an email to a group, I can just drop that group in there and I'll just sit there and grow through. So anyway, so that's that. Um, next, what we're going to talk about is, uh, what are you guys listening to? Um, me personally, I've been listening to, um, Alsace Kodama, a good friend of ours who worked with, uh, works with us and he lives in California. He turned me on to these guys and I bought their vinyl and it's the Alsace Kodama and is really, really good. Um, they're, they're French, which I don't hold that against them. I've been to France. It's a perfectly <laughs> good country. I really like it. It's it's there. There's only a, I want to say there's seven songs on there. The shortest song is three fifty three minutes and fifty two seconds. The longest one is the actual Kadam. It's nine minutes and seven seconds. But it's oh, wow. you know it, it's 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 really really good. It's on my turntable. I've listened to it all the way through a couple of times. So I'm really really liking that. And as a matter of fact, I have another unsolid copy of that album, which will be given away soon as a give uh, it be vinyl. I'm only going to give away vinyl because nobody listens to CDs anymore. And I'm not give away a phone so you can listen to it, you know, digitally. So, you know, the vinyl will be what we're giving away. I have Kodam and also I have Power Trip uh, album that I'm going to give away. The Power Trip album I'm talking about will be given away when we hit the 100 subscribers. How are we going to divide, how are we going to determine that? I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to put 100 names in a, a very large hat and spin it around. We'll come up with something crafty. Um, Cam, you're next on the list. Who are you listening to? Um, so let's see. Lately, uh, I've been going back and forth between more of the modern metal stuff that I got into whenever I first started playing guitar, um, which since I'm getting back into playing guitar kind of makes sense. So stuff like uh, Era uh, or what's that? E-R-R-A, not E-R-A, by the way. Uh, Trivium, which we were talking about earlier. Um, Azalea Dying, Kill Switch Engage, stuff like that. All the, the modern metal core. There's actually a couple new bands that uh blanking on the name but they've released some new albums one band in particular spirit box um killing it with all these singles that they're putting out and i'm just super excited for their album that's coming out um if you're into um gent which that's <laughs> such a funny word but um it, it to me that's still falls under the umbrella of metalcore um but a little bit of periphery too i've been getting back into periphery on the topic of gent yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Those are, that sums it up for me. I've I've just been getting back into the whole melodic metalcore stuff. Cool. Unlike, um, who was the band we did, we were talking about earlier that you had sent me some links to that we were listening to? Oh yes, uh, Polyphia. So they're they're a, a band that are local to the Dallas Fort Worth area, which they're an interesting band. That I wouldn't. I don't think they call themselves metal, um, but they are definitely influenced by metal, which that's a a pretty big distinction there where um they're they're purely instrumental um but they're melodic i, I would call them melodic um instrumental metal which it's a mm -hmm. mouthful but welcome to metal <laughs> yeah, but right. uh there I, I feel like there's a um that's a subgenre in and of itself you know with with uh bands like intervals and animals as leaders Pliny, uh polyphia like those those are all bands that i would say fall under that umbrella of melodic instrumental 
uh, metal, which it, it's pretty good. You know, you'd think with the absence of vocals that it would detract from the song, but honestly, it, it kind of gives it's 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 refreshing in a way if it's done right because it allows the instruments to to show off what, what they normally can't because that's usually the vocalist's job. So to hear such talented guitar players really push the limit of what the instrument can do is just phenomenal to hear. Well, like I've said before, I, I, I'm, I'm always, I love talent and, and guys who can play the guitar, sing, drums, whatever the case may be. So when, when I hear a song that's nine minutes long and it's nothing but instrumentals or something like that, it's just like, and they're good because I could probably bang on a guitar for 10 minutes. I don't know if anybody would want to listen to it. <laughs> um, but uh, cool. Brady, your turn, my friend. So I am very into weird niche um, subgenres of metal. And lately I've been on a kick of avant-garde metal. And the big things I've been listening to lately is the band, the Diablo Swing Orchestra. So pretty much they have four albums and each album has different sound to it. Um, there's always the metal influence, but like one of them is kind of a big band kind of feel to it. One of them is more carnival music. Like it's, it's a very interesting combination. The other one I've been listening to a lot lately is KO dot. Um, I absolutely love that band, particularly the album coffins on IO. Uh, that is one of my kind of go-to just chill albums. Um, it's a concept album they made. That's basically the idea is it's the music you would put on while you drive across the desert at night under a toxic post-apocalyptic atmosphere. <laughs> that's See, so that's, cool. That sets a mood that you know exactly what you're getting into. Exactly. It's, it's one of the ones that I am always looking for on vinyl because I want to own several copies of it on vinyl to show off and also obviously listen to. That's only fair. That is only fair. Okay, cool. So that's what we're listening to, folks. Um, if one of our good listeners send me what you're listening to, you send this one to what we're going to do. Correction, this is the drop back to our earlier. Your top five. Your top five that you're listening to now. Your top five of all time. Which any variation of top five, and you can mix it up if you want to. Let's live a little, live on the edge. Send it to top five at thelazytrain.com, and that's T O P, the number five, and not the number five as in T O P T H E. No, 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 no. T O P five at thelazytrain.com. And what we'll do, we'll pull one or two of them and we'll read it out and we'll discuss it. Not that we can discuss and tell you that you're wrong, obviously. <laughs> Well, yeah, we I mean, it's your opinion, that. you know, we might tell we you can you're disagree wrong with it, but we're not going to just there be rude about it. We're not going to be dicks because I and, might, and, but that's different. But that's a different deal. But what, and I've said this before, the term, your music sucks or that music sucks to you. It might suck. Somebody's buying the stuff. Somebody's listening to it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always, I always, you know, I've said that before, but I like to preface it with, in my opinion, that sucks. Right. Right. So anyway, no. And if, five. if also, if you have a really obscure or just kind of oh, bizarre yeah. genre that you want me sure, to talk yeah. about, uh, you can email me. I think we set up, right. It's the Baron at lazy train. Mm -hmm. Dot com. The Baron at LazyTrain.com. The Baron at LazyTrain.com. Send me. Mm -hmm. I will talk 
all day long about obscure and weird metal music. There so, you go. Yeah. And we'll get Cam an email address eventually once he stops pointing out how many times I've been wrong. Um, <laughs> Dang, I guess I'm not getting an email address anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be padding that nest just yet, my friend. Um, anyway, so that's what we're listening to. Um, now what we're going to jump into is we're going to have a, you know, we kind of sort of, we're going to talk about what makes something metal. What is it, you know, who did, did they call it metal? Did, where did that come from? And I mentioned mm-hmm. this before. Um, there's a senator famously said, I don't know what porn is, but I know what I see. Well, I know it when I see it. Well, the same can be said <laughs> for a certain amount for metal. Now, obviously, we've discussed the differences between metal from the 70s and the metal now. While there's still a lot of bands that make metal, that sounds a lot like the stuff back in those days. You're not going to sound like Sabbath. You're not going to sound like Ozzy or even, for that matter, Metallica. But you can you can emulate a lot of that sound that they have, especially the big four, except for maybe Slayer. There's not a whole lot of guys doing Tony's voice from the Slayer. Mm-hmm. I don't so, so much that you could even remotely do that. Um, what do we say? He doesn't so much sing as he do, he emotes through his song. sure I, I don't know how you would describe that um but i like me some slayer i've seen him in concert the last couple of years and mm. so really so anyway what makes it metal to you right personally the biggest thing i think that characterizes metal to me is heavy distorted electric guitar oh my um, god that was my answer that too. is <laughs> that is 110 like to me that's what metal sounds like and obviously the more or less distorted will change what subgenre you're dealing with. But I think that's pretty much the, the kind of through line through a lot of metal is, is the distortion and the electric guitar. Yeah. Like I was where I, where I uh, kind of had a spasm there was I was <laughs> literally going to say the same exact thing it, to, to the, not to the note, like seriously, the, uh, the, the thing that stands out with metal across any other genre, like you can have all these different subgenres, doesn't matter. One thing mm-hmm. that is common amongst all of them is distorted metal guitar. Well, it's a distorted guitar. Um, you don't find metal that doesn't have distorted guitar. It mm-hmm. just d- doesn't really exist. You can't really make it. I mean, I, I'm I'm open to being proven wrong. In fact, I, I'm probably I can probably think of a few actually now that I said that that. That isn't really the point, though. But ultimately, but if you hear that distorted guitar, how many times if you're you're thinking that's probably metal? Cam, you're a guitarist. When you say distorted guitar, expound on that for someone like me, because I, I mean I know what it is. I've heard it, and I've watched enough bands that I kind of get the idea. But I, you know, when you say distorted guitar, what are you saying? Well, so like. I, I don't I don't really know like what makes it distorted other than, you know, you go to guitar center and, you know, you pick up a guitar, plug it in and you've got a clean channel, a crunch channel, a, a lead channel, all this good stuff. But it, it basically, it changes the guitar signal um, to, and it, and it makes it sound distorted, messed up. Sounds fuzzy. Sometimes fuzzy. Yeah. And there's different ways to change it. Like you have your, your, your mids, your lows, your highs, you know, you adjust the knobs and all that stuff. I, I probably sound like a real dumbass about it, but um, point is well, it, considering it, it, you're the guitarist in the group, you should probably know more. We're, we're just, we're just nodding in agreement with you. We're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, good nodding, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not better. even, I'm not even nodding. I got my hands up in there. Like, how the hell could you not know what distortion is? <laughs> I, considering I you guitar before. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. sounds good. 
he sent me two songs he recorded this morning and he's like uh i'm not 100 percent sure i know what distortion is i don't know what it is but i know it when i hear it is that what I just you're thought, yeah kind of yeah because i mean it's just you know you've got a guitar signal right like you whenever you record guitar you've got a signal and and it it's naturally a clean signal you've got the guitar unplugged right it's not distorted on its own you plug a, a pedal into it or your amp changes the sound and it makes that sound distorted so it changes the way that the that the guitar um that it changes the noise that the guitar makes to, to put it mm -hmm. in, a, in a dumb way right it um it sounds cool it sounds badass you know like when when uh, when you hear a really good guitar tone, it's just it's amazing. It's one of the things that got me into playing guitars. I just loved the sound of Rain and Blood from Slayer. I loved Ugh. that really mean, really mm -hmm. rough, just em the emotion of the guitar in the in that band. When for me, when that was one of the first bands that I got into, that was just angry as all hell and <laughs> sure. rain and blood i yeah, remember yeah. listening to the album rain and blood um the first song i learned by the way was angel of death on guitar oh, i played guitar three Solid. months mm -hmm. three months and all i could think about was getting angel of death down i actually have a cover of angel of death on youtube somewhere that i could possibly find <laughs> if the demand was there but well, let's I not remember, jump ahead of ourselves. Oh, well, here we go. Here we go. But I, I remember <laughs> listening to the album Rain and Blood um, for the first time. I, I had I'd heard Raining Blood, the song on mm -hmm. Guitar Hero. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I got I got into Slayer from Guitar Hero, funny enough. But that led me <laughs> into the album Rain and Blood. And I listened to that for the first time. And I remember getting to the song Altars of Sacrifice. And when he when he starts there, there's like a part in that song where it kind of the vocals become central cent, center, and he he just like exclaims like enter the realm of Satan or something like that. Now like shit my pants. I'm like oh god, I'm going to hell. And let's listen to more. <laughs> that was really my my reaction to that. And and the rest of that album just did not disappoint. It was so good. It was my favorite album for years. And uh, definitely one that I even still go back and listen to today that it's just, it never gets old. That's fair. And, and I, actually, I, they're they're, they they quit touring. But um, yeah, I saw their last tour, that the, the, the last, last one they just did. They were with oh, Amon Marth, Lamb of God, and Cannibal Corpse, actually. They were at Toyota Music Factory last year. And that was a good show. I, I just I like me some Slayer. I have to say, with uh, speaking of Cannibal Corpse, um, they are a treat live. In fact, I had a friend um, who was my former guitar player whenever I was in a band. He uh, he had no love for Cannibal Corpse. I showed him Cannibal Corpse. I was like, "Listen, they are a great <laughs> band. You gotta you gotta give them a chance." They, he just something about them he he just didn't like. But one year, I think it was 2012, Summer Slaughter. They were the headline band. We all went, me, the whole band, we all went. We went and saw Summer Slaughter. So hold on. Did y'all yeah. go as a band with like matching t-shirts and stuff? Is that how that works when you go out as a band? Oh, oh, I'm not yeah. sure. I've never been in a band. Well, I don't know how so, that works. Okay. Well, well si side note, every time we would go to like Denny's or whatever, the waiter would be like, you guys are in a band, aren't you? There's just some 
look. I don't know if it was because we were all scumbags or something. The same yeah. damn t-shirts. The, the, we're the, in a yeah. band. Well, you know, whatever. We just now, look like a bunch of hoodlums up to no good, pretty much. Were, were you wearing the t-shirt of the band you went to go see? No, it wasn't that. Like, get off the t-shirts. Anyway, so hey, we all, that's we all... important. That's important. I've been told. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm there's two. There's two schools of thought when it comes to t-shirts in the band. You are that opposite band. I don't know how. What the opposite band is like. When we went, I went to see Metallica. There was a guy saying, "What are you doing wearing a Metallica shirt? You're supposed to wear the opposite." I don't know what the opposite to Metallica. Yeah, is. I don't. I don't know what opposite would be. Negative. No, I was thinking more like uh, you know George Strait, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, no, you know, country, fair. maybe a country band like you know uh, Garth Brooks. I, I don't know what the opposite <laughs> band is. And of course, there's only there's obviously you wear one there that you know. I always tend to wear one of the band that I'm going to see. Just what's the, what's the one where uh, Garth Brooks is pretending to be a uh, uh, another person? That's the Chris, Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris that's Gaines. A, wear yes. a Chris Gaines shirt. You're golden. Um, you're the only, you'll be the, the second only person on the face <laughs> of the planet wearing a Chris Gaines t shirt. I kind of sort of want, I kind of sort of want a Chris Gaines t shirt now to wear to, uh, <laughs> to wear to, to the, to the um, Judas Priest concert. Well, we'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> or, you know, and not to mention that like, you got uh, the, the, the Rocklahoma coming up, the three day fest down there, we'll rock mm. you some Chris Gaines gear down there because, <laughs> you know, that's, that's going to be really good stuff. Mm hmm. But yeah, as I was, uh, as I was saying though, that, oh, sorry. Never, yeah, yeah, you know, at, not like, but I you didn't answer my question. Did y'all wear the same t-shirts? You didn't answer my question. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, we didn't. <sighs> That's no fun. No, I'm sorry. But, um, anyway, my friend, he, he just didn't like cannibal corpse. Nothing nice to say about him. Um, we go and see summer slaughter and they were the headlining band. And I made sure that asshole listened to cannibal corpse and that they were okay. So just to say, they were an amazing band live. I I, I thought that the you know I like the, I like their music. I think it's great, but mm-hmm. seeing them live is an entirely different experience. That's that's a whole other thing though. But when a band can sound even better live than their studio recordings, especially one like Cannibal Corpse, where they're just yeah, that's very rare, yeah. very heavy. You know, just a massive presence. He so was do you super reckon- impressed. He was do impressed. Th- but do you think they actually sounded better or was it the fact you were in the concert and you're in the pit mm-hmm. and in a band that you really, really, really like is playing right there? So do you think it sounds better? Or do you think it's the experience that makes it better? I think it's a little bit of both. Like they, they definitely, you know, being at a concert, you're, you're there for one purpose and one purpose only to listen to the band. So yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure that is some element, but not. I mean, they were definitely putting on an amazing show, and like my friend, they, he he even admitted he was like, you know, I was wrong. This band is actually really darn good, and the like music wise, not even just he's like, I actually really liked a couple of these songs too. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. start listening to them, paying attention to them, and that's that's something to take note of. Like, you, you know, going to a concert is it's a great experience, and you know, you find. It, it, I, I think that when I first started listening to music, I didn't really think going to concerts, I would find bands I'd like or anything, you know, I've, I've been proven wrong several times by that though. Like listen to the opening bands, check out the, the local guys, check out someone that's not the headliner. You'll find mm-hmm. your new favorite band. You never know. 
Yeah, for sure. And and, and I think that, and and I've had this discussion before, and I think me and Brady have talked about it. You know, any band can sound good in the studio. It's when you get on a stage and you're playying. And and, Mm -hmm. and and, and, the perfect example of this to me is I'm a huge fan of Five Finger Death Punch. I like those guys. I like Ivan. I like what they do. But they put on one hell. They put on a rock show. You know, they put on a show and it makes a difference. Metallica, you can say what you want about those guys, but they put on a show and they play the music. Sure. You know, and I've seen bands. And perfect example is Seether. Now, Homeboy, the lead singer for Singer for Seether, said one thing the entire hour they were on stage or 45 minutes. One thing. They just played music, but you know what? They were good at it. They put on a good show. The music was good. There's, I have a friend of mine who had seen the Foo Fighters twice, and he said both times it was a bad show. Now, that could have been acoustics. It could have been a hundred different things. Well, I, I don't oh, for know sure. That. You know, to, 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 to completely make an assumption like, well, they, they suck because of, you know, because of the venue that I saw them at. But, you know, that's so, to me, if I go to, I want to see a show. I want to see a rock show. I want to hear you play what made you famous. I went to see Iron Maiden several years ago at AAC. It was a book of souls tour. And Bruce got up there and he says, for you guys who are wanting to listen to a lot of our old stuff, you're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. They played two old songs and the rest of it was from book of souls. You know, it sucked. I I wanted to hear all those songs that 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 is a, that is an Iron Maiden fan, but you know what? It was you know, kind of like I've heard them say they took my music, they took my youth away because they changed their music. Yeah, you know what? It's their music. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was their tour. I was pissed, but you know what? I'm still going to see them again in concert. So, see, sure, that's, that's something that I've heard that they do pretty often actually. Because I when I first, I've only seen Maiden one time. And that one time, I don't remember what tour it was. It was around 2010. Um, but they, I don't know if they were touring an album or not, but they only played maybe four or five old songs. I mean, I, I mean, I was bummed. I was pretty upset. They did play a lot of stuff off of Brave New World, which, you know, I think that's a really good album. But mm-hmm. you, you, when you go to an Iron Maiden concert, you want to see uh the, the classics you want to see well, number, of the, beast. number of the beasts you want to see power to the hills and power yeah. slave yeah trooper you want to hear all yeah that yeah you want to make a race yeah you know yeah, yeah exactly so that well the last tour they come out with was just that basically it was saying we're playing the old stuff for another year on tour did but you metallica know that, what oh, i was gonna say I, did, I did not know did you know that they've been around since 1975 like, I knew they've been around for a quite. Yeah, I knew that it's been a quite a quite a long time. Years. Yeah, and still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yet Thin Lizzy is. Who you couldn't name three songs that Thin Lizzy come up with? So go figure. I, I don't get that, but I'm not a voter, so you know. But Bruce Dickinson said all, but said I don't give a shit about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, probably because it's been 45 years and they're on the outside looking into that. So. Well, Clyde, you didn't answer the question of uh, what is uh, what makes heavy metal. You know, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna defer to the senator. I don't know what it is, but I know what it is when I hear it. Yeah, that's um, fair. I'm, I'm I'm you know, I was listening to 
I grew up in, I was born in 66. That obviously tells you how old I am. But, you know, I started listening to pay attention to music in the middle 70s when it was mostly disco. And there was some, you know, pop music and the rock music was out there. But I grew up in southwest Georgia, so there wasn't a whole lot of heavy metal um, radio stations by hardly any. I'm going to go on a limb and say none that I remember. Sure. And I didn't hear my first real heavy metal album till, and I mentioned this before in another in another podcast, that uh, I had an AM radio station that played heavy metal albums front to back at like two o'clock in the morning, and I would listen to it, and I heard it you know a couple of times a week if I remembered or if I had time, and I list, that's how I listened to, you know, my first uh, Iron Maiden album. That's how I listened to my first. Um, motorhead album so you know and, and even i think it's my judas priest as well as i heard it on vinyl overnight and as that's when i started really listening to heavy metal and started hunting it down couldn't even find it in the record stores but again southwest georgia the bible belt so it wasn't sure. a whole lot of, you know there wasn't a whole lot of kiss outlets or iron maiden albums it's your local whatever department store we had back then so um you know I've been really listening to, I've been really into a lot of the melodic stuff here lately. I, I love, I love, love, love a guitar. I love to hear some just shredding, living shit out of guitar. I want to hear a guy or a girl because, you know, I like me some arch enemy as well. I want to hear some growling. But, you know, obviously you don't have to have growling for heavy metal, but you know what? It doesn't hurt. So I, I don't know. I, I do, you know, I don't. I would not listen to something if they said my, you know, I don't not listen to something because it's not heavy metal. Cause I do, I listen to a little bit of everything. If I had a, uh, uh, if I had a MP3 player, it would be, a, it would be a conglomeration of a little bit of everything. I listen to some country music. I listen to Garth Brooks. Uh, when I was stationed in Germany, a lot of the friends that I was with, they were deep into country music. So I started taking a little bit of it from that, from Alan Jackson. He's my homeboy from Georgia, Travis Tritt, another homie from Georgia. I like that stuff my music of preference is all obviously is, is, is heavy metal. That's what I go to see the shows for. And that's what I'm into right now. But, you know, I, I don't know if I was hard pressed, if I had to say, you know, mm. what makes it metal to me. Sure. I just have to say, you know what, here, I'm going to play you what I listen to. That's, and it's kind of like, what's your favorite brand? Well, you know, what? I don't have one. I have one right now. I have a band that I'm listening to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys have a favorite band? If they said, okay, I'm going to put a gun to your head, what's your band? You, What's your favorite band? I mean, do you even no. have one? Nope. I, yeah. I do, actually. Um, Who's that? Architects. I actually have an Architects tattoo. So <laughs> to say that. Yeah, yeah I, there you go. I, I do. So, I mean, there's definitely different schools of thought on that. And I, I don't, I can't say that I, I listen to them as much as I used to, which I, I don't, but they are still a band that I greatly admire and I greatly respect. I love everything about their music, guitars, vocals, bass, drums, keys. There's just, it's one of those bands where every time you listen to one of their songs, there's something new to take out of it. There's something new that you didn't hear before. That I, I just I think that great music is like that. If you come across a song and it's really good and you listen to it again and again and again, and each time it's almost like a new experience. Like, why do we listen to the same stuff over and over again? But we hate watching reruns of some show, right? That's that, that that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that mm-hmm. up. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I listen to music in cycles. I will wear the living shit out of something. 
and then let it go for a little while and come back to something I was wearing the shit out of three months ago. Musically speaking, get your minds out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> you know, perfect example is um, how long it was a year and a half. Brady wore into work on a Monomarth T-shirt. And I just, I just, it was a, it was slap the forehead moment. It's like, I completely forgot about those guys, <laughs> you know? And then I went mm -hmm. on a kick. I mean, I, I, I got a hold of their discography and I was listening to it. Like, you know, and I, I went to see their last, their, their, their last concert. I got an autograph CD from them and I listened to them for a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of, okay, I'm going to have to listen to something else. So then, but you know, it's cyclic to me or then I'll, you know, I'll get on a kick and I'll listen to Metallica and that's all I want to hear. I'll put on my Metallica channel on my Pandora and that's all I want to hear for a while. So mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I'm that way. I, I'm not a, I don't want to hear, I don't, it's not that I don't want to hear. I, I, I think I'm just, I'm a creature of habit. I mm -hmm. want to hear those same songs until I'm tired of them. And then I'll come, I'll come back and see you in three months, you know? So I don't know about you, Pellets. Yeah, no, I, I think that's why I'm so into like, like trying to find new and obscure um, subgenres. I just, I got to mix it up every now and then. I can't just listen to the same thing over and over and over again. I'll get tired of it. Cam, why is it your, wait a minute, Cam, why is it the your favorite band, the band that you were in? The band, I'm not in a band right now. <laughs> I, said, I said were as in past tense. Oh, well, I mean, at the time, yeah, I would say that, you know, I really love the music did we you were get doing a, and stuff. Did and... you get a tattoo? Of the, what was the name of that band again? Architects? No, your band. Oh, uh, <laughs> Wake the Dreamless. Catch, catch, stay up with us, brother. You just, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're fixing to hit an hour. If you can just stay with us for just a little while. Just a few more minutes. We got just, this. Just, or, oh, you know, man. if you need, if you need your nap, you can just go ahead and drop man, off. Now. I'm, Clyde, I just got to say, I'm really happy that you're being super nice to me. You know, <sighs> well, usually you know you're super this is mean over. to me. So, <laughs> well, you know, I got to vent somehow. You're the lowest man on the totem pole. So that's just how it works. <laughs> Um, but anyway, actually, and, and Cam did show me, we listened to some of the stuff they did. I think it was on YouTube. You shot, you shot me some of that stuff. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. I, I like where you guys were going. What happened? Give us, give us a, give us a brief history. When I mean brief, if you go over more than three minutes, I'm going to lose my, give us a history of your band. Sure. Yeah. Um, so while we, we formed back in 2010, I, I got a guitar whenever I was 16, so it was yeah about about 10 years ago. Um, I started plinking away at it, got pretty decent, um, relatively speaking, of course. And you know, I just so happened uh, stumbled across some like-minded folks, and we started a band and played some shows. It was pretty fun. We had some pretty mediocre music at first, but we all got better. We had more influences, um, added more ideas and and got pretty damn good started taking it pretty seriously and you know um being in a band though is like being married to five other dudes right it, you're constantly hanging Which, out by well, the way you, you can do that now thank you obama <laughs> Perfectly but, but um strictly speaking though that uh the 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 band essentially broke up because we got sick of each other for a time and that's the reality of it happens all the time creative differences yeah. oh, yeah. my ass how long know? how long how long were y'all together uh about five years about five years that's um, a long time not a bad yeah. run yeah well and, and you also got to think about this and and it probably sped up the demise but we also worked at the same place like 
I think four out of five of our members worked at the same place. And that place sucked. Like I hated working there. That's a long time to be and and we all we all worked at the same place and we saw each other every single day. Um work wise, um you know, there just wasn't room to be friends, really, you know, at at the end of the day. Now, fortunately, this does have a, a good ending. Like I'm good friends with everyone that was in that band now like everyone we've all kind of made up we've all you know made our peace and you know we're, so, we're different people now but we're we're all like still in touch which is good that's a good ending so I, I think i think what i'm hearing and i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of um a lot of this on the when are y'all gonna do a reunion tour for the podcast I mean, that would be <laughs> you know we thought about it you know that would be pretty the, badass i mean you know the, the 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 next time that anybody hears your band will be on our podcast i mean yeah i mean we, we can make that happen we can make it the ratings we, we can make that dream come true thank you, you. know I just, I just don't think that would happen, man. Uh, my, you know, just recently my priorities shifted from playing video games all day to playing music all day. So I don't think the other guys are quite there yet. So, I mean, Hey, I'm never going to say never though. You know, crazier things have happened. I've got 50 bucks burning a hole in my pocket. I'm just, it sounds like 10 bucks each for each one of you guys is all I'm saying. (laughs) Most money we would have ever made. The exposure. I mean, think about it. The listenership from Louisville all the way to to Bedford. I mean, come on, man. That is that is a stretch. Yeah, man. Like thirty mile radius or something. You know what? We'll, we're going to yeah, put a pin right? in that one. We're, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. later. That's... We'll, we'll talk about that later. The uh, the <laughs> the reunion tour. We'll, we'll work uh, on that one, dear listener. Don't worry. <laughs> so will that will that be on top of what I'm getting paid for the podcast? Oh man. Yeah, well, you, first of all, sound greedy. So, um, <laughs> greedy and also rude. Oh God! Correcting the host, correcting the guy who started this from the ground up, who's made this podcast what it is today. You have the nerve, not once but twice, to correct him. First of all, I'm meaner than you. Second of all, I'm older than you. You, so, you take the man's literal child and mock him. Oh. I mean, come on. I'm openly weeping. It's, it's it's almost disgusting. But anyway, folks, that's the first episode of what we, I think we decided we're going to go for 5K, I think is the. Uh, yeah, it seems like a good solid. Magic number. Is that a good solid number? I think so. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we're not 100% sure how many times, you know, Mr. Correction Pants is going to be around at the rate he's going. It might be his <laughs> one shot at stardom. Um, anyway. Take a listen. This is going to be posted soon. Uh, it takes a couple of, you know, it takes a couple of little, a couple of a little while since I had a great aunt that would put that to, to get it edited out so we can't hear, you know, the things that you guys don't want to listen to. Take a listen to it. If you like what you're seeing, you like what you're listening to, you know, email us info at thelazydaytrain.com, the website www.thelazytrain.com. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas for us, if you got, like we mentioned, if you got any bands you want to listen to, if there's a um, concert that you that you want to promote, if you, if it's your band, yeah, call us. Get in touch with me via the website. We'll, yeah. We're more than willing to have it. You know, we can have you on. We 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 use a piece of software called ZenCaster. If you're on the other side of the world, if you're in China, if you're well, maybe not China because of the the Ooh. Pabst Blue Ribbon virus or something, but 
you know, if, if, if you want to talk to us, we, we, we do Zencast, right? We can call in, you can record it over the, over the web. It'd be, it'd be awesome to listen, talk to you about your influences, what makes your band tick, anything, anything you're interested in. What's your favorite whiskey? We can talk whiskey. I'm fine with that. I like whiskey. Yeah. We're good. S- send us your demo. We'll listen to it. We'll, the, we'll, play, we'll, play, the, we'll play that bad boy on the air. You know why? Because yeah. I own this bitch. This is mine. I do what I want. <laughs> um, once again, thank, I want to thank Brady. I want to thank Cameron for coming on and, and making this first episode. We'll have it out soon. And uh, just to let you guys know, and I'm going to end it, I always end it the same way. Um, never make excuses for the music you listen to or the people you love. Thanks and talk to you again.